right now, I'm trying to get your attention and you're trying to ignore me because you doubt this is of any value. Funnily enough, this is how Orbis Investments has been of value to people like you for over 28 years. Because we pay attention to opportunities that others ignore. We find underappreciated companies, buy undervalued shares and understand the need to be patient. The long-term results? They're even harder to ignore. Visit Orbis.com. Invest differently. As with all investing, your capital is at risk. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Orbis Investments UK Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Oh my God, you're so limber. Don't you just love music? Do you have any Megadeth? Dr. Bones and my co-host, partner in crime, the guitarist, everybody wish they were, Mike Five. What's happening? Good evening, brother. I'm, got, I'm really looking forward to today. We've got a really good show. And obviously, because we weren't here for Easter, um, you know, because, well, well, yeah, because yeah, we're doing stuff for Easter. But because we weren't here, we've got loads of brand new tunes, loads of submissions, 30-odd tracks. We've got a birthday on the show, and we've got one of our favourite people to interview. So I am, like, buzzing, basically. I'm starting to get my Stuart Pat Lewis Going on there, I'm getting really excited. I'm gonna start, but yeah, I'm, I'm buzzing today, mate. I'm really excited. How about you? Uh, very, very good. I mean, it just it's just been uh, been a bit of, been a good funny Saturday, and uh, I mentioned it, I did post it on my actual Facebook. And short and skinny is uh, uh, M added to their grocery list, and she put Brian Smells, which for people if you don't know, my real name is Brian. And thought I wouldn't catch it, so we're in the grocery, uh, grocery store, and I'm looking at the picture I have with our grocery list. And I think, oh, Brian smells right. So what the hell are we gonna find that? 
<laughs> and, 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 didn't say it smelled bad. So no, but it was just it would it was still funny because she just started doing like kind kind of like I do it, and and like I said, she's still laughing about it. I mean, it was funny. So there's there I couldn't help but post that. I mean, that was just worth it. But yes, tonight, man, we are going to great interview. We haven't talked to him in a long time. It is his birthday, so welcome, Juxta, back to the show, and happy birthday. Thank you very much. Great to be back. It's been too long. Oh, man, has it ever. I, like I was just telling you guys off air, looking at Facebook memories, it was roughly two years ago uh, since we literally last spoke to you on, on the show for your last album. So this is awesome. A brand new album that came out last week. Unfortunately, we had the Easter break off. We couldn't uh, talk to you then, but... We're all years and we're ready to talk to you now about the new album. So, man, let's get going. Uh, you, you've been jumping around. You've been doing a lot of collaborations, that sort of thing. Uh, Grand Space Adventure, for one. And uh, you're you're always busy and on the go. Like, where do you find time to record another new Juxta album with all the stuff you've been doing? <laughs> well, this one, was, uh, this one was a bit different because, as Mike mentioned on a previous show, um, I kind of, I mean, I'm kind of, pretending to be a rock star the kind of thing i wanted to do when i was a kid and never did because i got into a career so i'm just trying to cram it all in now before i die (laughs) (laughs) i didn't say that (laughs) (laughs) so i thought i've got to try and do everything apart from i probably won't be able to do the world tour but i can pretend and try and get some gigs in some small bars in america in the future or something um so so i kind of started as you know uh just at home with the laptop and the guitar and my my gob and kind of just put some stuff together. And then the second album, um, I was quite pleased with, as we're always pleased when we make our own music. And Mike uh, offered to help me launch it, which was great. We had a lot of fun. Um, and that was kind of just me. And then I thought, well, what's the next step in my my pretend rock star lifestyle? <laughs> and it's to put a band together. We're going to put a band together. So um, I thought, well, I, I mean... I'm I'm not young. I was 52 today, but I've only been singing for about oh, it must be five years now, four years. So I'm kind of a newbie. Um, mm-hmm. So I feel like a teenager in like in in the music years, if you like. So um, <laughs> so I've never had a band. I mean, we kind of mucked about when I was a kid, uh, and I had a few rehearsals with some friends when we kind of first got going. But I'd never had a band. So as I've mentioned before, I went to um, one of the events that you now host, Riftaf, and I met Aidan, who everyone in the, who's listened to the show before knows well, oh, yeah. um, puts on Sussex Music Festival, where we will be gracing the stage with you guys, Mike, which is going to be fantastic fun as always. Um, so yeah, I went to the Riftaf Music Networking event and uh, said, I'm looking for a band, I'm a singer. And... Uh, Aidan was looking for a, a singer, so uh, it was a match made in heaven. So, um, so yeah, so I found found Aidan, and then uh, we went through a few kind of drummers, and um, and then I just put something on Facebook. Never thought it would work. Saying, "Got a rehearsal tonight. We need a bassist. If you fancy coming along, come along." Mm-hmm. And Neil, our bassist, amazingly knocked on the door of the rehearsal room. Oh, Neil from Facebook. <laughs> 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 Okay, what do you mean you're Neil from Facebook? <laughs> you said you needed the basis. Bloody hell! <laughs> so he came in and um, and, it, and he's very experienced, like Aiden. Uh, you know, he's, he's been in loads of bands and played for years. And he came in and he and he said, oh, "I really like this music." <laughs> and then he got his mate, who's a drummer, involved. 
uh, in the local. He's been around the local music scene in Horsham for like thirty years or something. <laughs> and they're all really, really accomplished musicians. And my, I couldn't believe my luck. There's me just starting out, really. <laughs> Uh, you know, just having a bit of fun. And these guys can just jam out anything. And we just gelled like crazy. And we could literally, and we do it every time we get to rehearsal. We write a new song every time we get together. In Sometimes in 10 minutes, we've got the basis of the song. It's just done. Because those guys can just noodle away. And I can hear the lyrics coming out of their guitars and the drums. You know, you can, it just kind of, it just happens. So what we did with this album is we just bought a couple of these Zoom microphones. They're about 150 quid, something like that, you know, $200, whatever. Right. We bought a couple of those. Well, Basis already had one, so I bought one. And we just set them up in the rehearsal room, literally just in Horsham, in our local town, recorded everything, and then I overdubbed the vocals to get a better quality vocal because the vocals <laughs> won't come out very good. But everything you hear on these recordings on this album, the drums, the guitar, and the bass, have all come from these like really cheap Zoom microphones. And then I just mixed them. And then the Turtle Project, who's uh, someone I met on my website and everything, uh, he mastered it all for us as well. And that is the result. And we were flabbergasted what we could actually get out of these little cheap microphones. Right <laughs> They're really good, though. I mean, and I, I love the... Because um, I've got... Uh, one of the cameras I've got is a Zoom HD camera. Because the, the, the reason it's so good is it's got an XY microphone that kind of flips up. So you get... HD quality video, but you also it's really good for filming. The only thing about it is you, you still struggle when you're filming gigs because the lighting is always crap right. in gigs. But that aside, it's really good. You know, you actually get good sound quality and it's got a good limiter. But they're they're really decent. But also, what I love about that is just you doing that is such a juxta thing to do. <laughs> like it's such a DIY musician encompassed kind of thing. Ah, like, oh, fuck it, we just did a lot. And I just love that attitude because we talked a lot about having on a day you on the show. We talked a lot about the attitude and the ethos is kind of what makes, you know, kind of what comes through so beautifully in the music, no matter what the style or what the collaboration or who you're playing with or whatever, it's that that comes through. And that kind of, to me, that's that captures that, doesn't it? That's, that's exactly yeah. yeah, I mean, I have no preconceived ideas and I have no experience. I've never mm -hmm. been to a recording studio in my life before <laughs> and I still haven't. You know? <laughs> we did one, one little session in a hall somewhere with somebody came in with some equipment didn't quite turn out, unfortunately, the way we uh, wanted it in the end. Um, but that's my only experience. I've never been to a recording studio, and I don't know what to expect. And all I've got is my laptop, and mm. I'm a geeky computer programmer, so I can figure out software. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just fiddle with stuff. And it just, I don't know, it, I, it's, it's captured my imagination. Music has captured my imagination. And it's unleashed all the creativity that school sucked out of me, basically. Oh. And it's all come back again. <laughs> so I read a thing recently that you have um, uh, either one of or both, that you, people have two kind of periods of innovation in their life. So one is when they're in their 20s, uh, and that's <clears throat> largely kind of post-hormonal. Yeah. Suddenly you're thrown into the world and you have this spark of... You know, generally we're more creative productive and innovative when we're in our 20s and then the second wind of that apparently is when you're in your 50s um so when you're in your 30s and 40s you kind of would just like bum on and get on with life i guess and pay the mortgage and all the rest of it and stay up on a saturday night doing podcasts and stuff like that but um, <laughs> when you get into your 50s um apparently you have this like almost like what you described where you just have this burning desire to go oh my god i have to do something and then you go and unleash it do you, i mean 
you know, as soon as it's your birthday, I feel like I'm not too cheeky asking that. But do, do you feel? Are you feeling that? Do you feel that burst of? Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think you know things things align, don't they? Because you know, my kids, my, my eldest son is about to go to university, um, and my, my daughter's only a couple of years behind that. So. I've got a lot more time, but when you have your, when you first have kids, you've got no time to do anything. You're just bloody knackered, and you know, and you're just thankful to get in front of the TV and have a beer or something for a while, yeah. and that's good enough, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but sure. once and 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 you know that every five minutes, if you want to try and do something for yourself, you know that it's going to be that day. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have time to do anything, and then all of a sudden. Your kids don't want to know you anymore because they're teenagers. <laughs> they lock themselves in their rooms, and you think, "Oh, what do I do now? I've got time." <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and I, I mean, I've always been—I've always been driven. It's just just something that's innate in me. Um, I get bored very easily. I have to change what I'm doing all the time. I've, I've talked about it before. I've gone through sport, business, music's my new thing, and I've tried loads of different things. And and music to me is just it gives me everything because um, I can be creative, I can perform, which I enjoy doing. My mum was on stage, so I probably get it from there. Um, and I just, I don't know, I, I just love it. It's, it's just something I never really thought I'd ever do again, uh, uh, or you know, or do properly ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what did your mum do? Um, she was on stage. She was a singer, and um, she did pantomimes with like Mike and Bernie Winters, if you remember them, with Schnorbitz the dog. <laughs> Going back a long way now. Didn't um, remember. I mean, I, wasn't, I don't think I was born. But I, no, you probably uh, weren't actually. I, 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 if anyone I'm, listening remembers, I am totally in, in, in the dark in that one. <laughs> Ron, Ron Bowes might remember. That's one I've ordered. <laughs> he won't mind. Good old Ron. He won't mind. So, so Ron's one of those people, and there's obviously loads of people that um, I think have found us. We've got this co-relationship with Atom Collector Records, and, um, and, and Reed. people discovering the show through, which is amazing. Um, I kind of want to ask more about that later, but I noticed recently because I we haven't released anything for a while, so I've been on it properly for a while. Um, but I noticed it's it's just got huge. It's, it does all sorts of other stuff. So. Um, maybe briefly before we play a track and then we can ask more about it after, yeah. but do you want to give us a quick Atom Collector update as well? Yeah, sure. So my vision for Atom Collector Records was for it to almost be a do-it-yourself record label. That's what I wanted it to be because um, when I started releasing my music, I quickly realised that you either have to be signed and well and do tours all the time to really, like, for it to be your career and for you to get ripped off nicely, or... <laughs> <laughs> or you have to do it all yourself and you have to pay for all those things so I thought surely if I could create something where you can come in and use any bits you like but it would be your hub as a musician you come in, you load up all your music and then if you want to get it listened to you can, you can use the website to do that if you want to promote it on different channels you can do that so that was always my vision but um it's just me creating it. I'm programming it, so it you know it takes time to get there. Uh, but the big change I did in the last sort of six months was to make it very, very oriented around musicians' track catalogs. So now you can go in and you can set up your albums, your EPs, and your tracks, 
And then from there, you can either decide you want to get them played on the site or if you want to promote them on a whole host of platforms, it will generate the content for you. So it will take your images, your description, your lyrics, the MP3 files or whatever, right. and it will generate the content. And I'm going to add more and more platforms. Um, and, you know, I could talk for hours about blockchain and crypto and all that mm. stuff as well. <laughs> but that's integral to the future of independent music. Um, and people are going to hear about it a lot more. There's a lot of platforms coming out. Uh, there are site, there are companies like Microsoft, um, Facebook, and loads of others that are all getting into cryptocurrency and blockchain technology, which is a real geeky thing to talk about. But everyone's going to know about it in the next Weird. few years. <laughs> 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 I'm proud. <laughs> So I'm sorry, I couldn't resist that one. So, hey, uh, I'd rather be a nerd than uh, oh, than not a nerd. Man, man, <laughs> no, no disrespect whatsoever. You, you, you wouldn't be able to upset me. You'd have to try really, really hard. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts. It really does. Yeah. I was listening. This is um, going off slightly. I was listening to a show the other day. It's absolutely British. Um, it's a, it's a sports thing it's on talk sport radio in the sports bar and just every time I listen to it it cracks me up because basically the two guys that do it like they, they totally do it because it's just like a phone thing they completely do it to basically wind people up and get them really angry about their football team or whatever <laughs> and it's just brilliant to listen to because you've got these two guys and the one that leads it kind of rattles the other and then you think oh my god he's really rattled him so you've got these two dividing opinions on whatever topic they're talking about, you know, someone's gone out the Champions League, whatever. And then they get a load of people to phone in and they gag off on them and it's absolutely <laughs> It's just so funny to hear these guys. It's, oh, it's, it's a brilliant piece of radio. It would never work on this sort of show, but it's no. brilliant. <laughs> just reminded me of that. Anyway, totally off piece there, but um, yeah, if you ever get a chance, have a listen to this. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get to our first song of the night and the first one is called Afterburners this is Juxta dig this
right she, on. Just cut Mike off there talking about his long hair getting caught his glasses, but that's okay. So <laughs> that, that, that was Juxta with Afterburners. And man, what a great tune that was. And that was the, the, the first single that you submitted to us uh, two weeks ago, roughly. And uh, really enjoy this one. And it's uh, de- definitely a bit of a change, a bit of a jump uh, from the last album. Uh, um, but man, was it ever great. I, I loved, uh, I especially love the bridge in this one. And uh, it just had that, that good flow and that bridge. It just, I don't know what, a, what, what it was specifically about it, but it really caught my ear and I really enjoyed it. And lyrically, it was great. But the, as, as a whole, man, like, yeah, it was a great tune. I love the guitars and the, some, some really kick-ass drumming in there as well. So a great tune. Yeah, I mean, that is a prime example of how good the, the guys are because literally I was thinking about because I'd obviously written a lot of stuff, as I said before, on my own. Right. And then we started gigging and I thought, well, I started, we started writing some stuff and then um, and I thought, okay, what we read, what I do, as, as you probably know, at the end of every gig, we play Growing Old Disgracefully and I jump out into the audience with my mic right. and I get <laughs> everyone to join in. And, you know, and it's always great fun and we get lots of, our, you know, participation. Apart from we did a Hells Angel gig and when I went up to someone with the mic, he said, you're all right, mate. And I got a bit worried. <laughs> <laughs> but um, after, after, after that being so successful as like, you know, as, as something that people can really enjoy at a gig, I thought I need to write. And it's the same kind of mentality, I guess, that Queen had try and write songs that the audience can get involved with. Right. So I literally, all I did with that track was I said to the guys, right, I've written a song that is a countdown backwards. Do you think the audience would be able to handle that? (laughs) (laughs) So literally, I just thought, you know, anyone can join in with numbers, right? I mean, that's like, you know, it's universal. So I just wanted to write a song where people could sing along. And I started from 10 to 5 and then thought, Oh, you know, if we've got a countdown, something's got to be going. It's oh, about afterburners. That's kind of works. And that was one of those. We just jammed it out within like, I don't know, within 20 minutes, we had the basics of the song. Nice. Uh, and I tend to write the lyrics while they're playing, while they're jamming away in rehearsal. So I can, I can, there's a thing called synesthesia, which I'm sure I haven't got, but what it means <laughs> is that your, your senses are like crossed over. So you right. can taste sounds and you can hear um, colors and things like that. Your brain's kind of cross-wired. Oh, I love um, that! I love that. I, I met someone who could hear colors. Really? So, it was a mate. The description he was giving it was just some bloke I met in a pub once, and the descriptions he was giving are different. I was just, I, I was fascinated by this. I was like, oh, tell me about this then. You, know, you can pick up beer mat or whatever. And he's just like, I can hear that. It's this, this, this. Like, oh my god, it is! I'm like, I can hear what someone tells me, but I can possibly come to that way it's <laughs> amazing wow. and then he was the kind of person he was he was very very engaged he could he was the kind of person that would con me out of all of my money if he was inclined <laughs> i still i would not believe i'd been conned at the end of it i would believe i lost in the bet <laughs> that kind of person he was so smooth man uh, yeah. I can't remember man crush. It's not, it's not the case. Necessarily, but, <laughs> but, oh, mate, this, guy, this dude's awesome. <laughs> but one of those really muted, very slow talking people. Yeah, so I'm sure I'm going to miss this. Yeah. Uh, anyway, sorry, I totally interrupted you there. It just reminded me of a uh, random conversation in a pub. There you go. Uh, carry on. <laughs> yeah, no, so um, <laughs> that was literally, um, so literally, I, you know, I just find it, 
I, I find it fun and I find it that I can almost hear the lyrics when I listen to music. So one of the things that I do, I, I, t- I told our drummer this the other day when I gave him a lift to the gig we did in Guildford. And he said, right, you definitely are certified or something like that. Because I like to put, because he was amazed. He got in the car and I had classical music on, uh, classical FM. He says, I said, I wouldn't have expected that. <laughs> I said, well, I like to sing to classical music. It's one thing, something I do in the car sometimes. Because right. I can, because I, I think, I don't think they finished. What they forgot to put the lyrics. They forgot to put the lyrics on the songs. What was what you know? What was Bach and Mozart and that thinking? Oh man! If 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 you start seeing arias, then there's gonna be a different thing altogether. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you what though. I mean, a lot. (laughs) They're slightly linked. Uh, On this, um, what was really impressive actually is that on this album, you've got, I mean, like you did this before where you had a couple of songs where you hit these notes, they're just like, how's that, is that a thing? Is that possible? But you've got a couple where you're hitting some really high notes and you're holding them for a very long time. And you've only been singing, what, five years, did you say? I mean, presumably you always sung along to stuff and whatever, but you only started doing this a little while ago. Yeah, I'm still, yeah, I'm still trying to discover my voice. But the thing is, I mean, I, I, I don't tend to, to have, heroes as such because people are just people aren't they but I mean there are certain people that do things that you know you you think you're amazing to do that you know to go out of your way to help people whatever but Tom York is a hero of mine because the guy the guy just does what the hell he wants and that's the attitude that I have I'll just give it a go and I'll do what the hell I want and and I'll give it a try Um, and that's what if you listen to the the music he does he's just brought out a a soundtrack to a horror film that's his latest release (laughs) and it's absolutely fantastic and it's mainly just piano and him singing and again he's hitting the the low notes the high notes Um, and I just I just kind of started trying to sing a bit like him really you can hear the influence Uh, I never had a clue whether I could do it or not Um, and I just tried (laughs) and yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm still I'm still experimenting and trying different things out. Let's be fact, just before I got on the show tonight, I was um, I was doing some disco lyrics, <laughs> <laughs> disco vocals. I like, over and but I mixed in a bit of kind of prodigy type vocals in it as well. So um, I just yeah. sent that off to a guy that I've collabed with. So, yeah. So how, just... how many people have you collaborated with over the last four or five years since you started doing this? Oh, I've lost count now. <laughs> Probably about 20, something like that. Oh, so, wow. so, yeah. <laughs> and right. I've got a lot in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and actually, a lot of those you've done more than one track. So you've probably got, what, 100? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've done an album with um, Turtle Project, an album with Grand Space Adventure. Um, and then, obviously, I've done lots of individual tracks as well. Um, but I just... It's just a it's just a fun hobby thing for me. So I'll just pick something. You know, because the good thing about the community that we've got on Atom Collector Records is that as I said to you earlier on Twitter, we've we've kind of used Discord quite a lot now. Discord is like a really good um community app that was developed for gamers really, because you can talk to your friends while you're playing video games and stuff. Right. But they've done such a good job at creating this thing where you can have all these different channels and you can and you can do so many different things that a lot of other groups start to use it now, uh, started to use it. And we use it probably more than the website, more than atomflectorrecords.com. We use the Discord because 
I could never code up all of the features that it's got. It's just pointless me trying to do it. I did start. I put message mm. boards and things like that into right. the website. But it's pointless me trying to reinvent it, really. Um, so we all hang out on there. There's quite a few hundred of us that are like members on there. And a good few of us that are regulars. Um, and we and we have a good laugh. And I do this, um, this live uh, video radio show as well now on a Sunday on YouTube. Um, and we all stick dancing gifts in discord which i stream during the show as well and they're absolutely hilarious and they always seem to be in time with the music i don't know how that happens <laughs> that's a trick of the eye i think <laughs> so, I didn't, so i've seen those gifts i didn't realize that's where they came from yeah, because the, the other good thing about that um, particular show i should say is that there's a pre-show isn't there yeah, there's some, some we put some idiots on beforehand. Tomorrow night when people are listening to this. <laughs> yeah, especially that one. Yeah, I can... might have to put the second part of the show on tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> especially that Canadian idiot. Yeah. yeah. Um, do the guys on Adam Collector Records know it's your birthday, the guys in the chat or what? Uh, some of them do, some of them don't. I don't tend to broadcast it too much. It's like, it's just another day, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we, should, we should find a way to make it a big thing before the end of the night. <laughs> it's just for sheer embarrassment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, just before we get to our next song, uh, just jumping back to Tom York just for a moment here. Um, probably, I think it was last weekend, Kim and I were talking about uh, Radiohead and Tom York. And I said, well, I saw them live. It was really crazy because when he was playing everything in the right place, the amount of pedals he had in front of him and the amount of time his, his, his foot was moving back and forth for different tonalities and that sort of thing. And so it just badass. And it's like, and I respect him so much. And actually, he got into recording because uh, I uh, just talked about the, the, the horror, the horror uh, soundtrack. He got into doing that because of the guitars from Radiohead. He said we should try right. this stuff. So they got into it together. And like, but he's, he's just multi talented to begin with. But just uh, that was our quick jump back. But the next song we're, we're going to get to off the new album here is one called Disruptor. This is a juxta. Dig this. <laughs>
right on. That was Juxta with Disruptor. Now, this one, um, we were kind of discussing off air already, but man, another cool one. And this, <clears throat> I'm trying to think, I can't think quite how to describe it because it's kind of all over the place. And then it actually, there, there's a little, a uh, little bit uh, near the end, um, kind of the last kind of final breakdown actually sounded like a little bit like kind of like a gypsy ghost r- uh, riff. And, uh, man, it was just a great tune altogether. I just, I just, again, I love the flow of it. You guys always need to change it up and, and just throw it, just kind of throw it by kind of sideways from, from one, from one point to another. So it's like a, like a drastic change, but it works. Yeah. I mean, as I said before, I get, I get bored very easily. So <laughs> I never like to try and write two tracks that are the same. Um, and I try and do something very different, but the good thing is, as I said, um, the guys, the guys in the band, they're just so accomplished and they, they can just start playing and they all know what to do instinctively. Nobody tells anybody else, oh, you should do that or you should do that because right. they're, all, they're all so good. So that was a classic example of I'd written some lyrics and, and as I was saying to you guys off air, what I tend to do is I just during the day I'll be listening to some music um, and I'll just the lyrics will start coming to me for for basically an instrumental that I'm listening to or an intro to a song. And if I'm in the car, I might have to pull over and just type some lyrics down in my phone. Or I do it when I'm walking the dog. I'm going oh, nice. along. I'm listening to some music because I tend to like listen to a lot of music when I'm walking the dog. And um, and I'll be listening to something on Discover Weekly or something on Spotify. And words start coming into my head before the the artists have start singing on the song. So I quickly type them in. And then in, when we're in rehearsals, I'll just I'll have all these different snippets of songs ready to go, and I'll just say to the guys, just start jamming, and they'll just start jamming anything. And that was a classic example where like it just it just started this riff. Aiden did this riff, um, and then I just started singing, and then it came together. And it's like I had a rough idea what I wanted to do, but I didn't tell anybody. It just happened, um, and it and that's what I love about it. It's just like it's just not in control of it. <laughs> it just happens. Is that, that must be quite a, cause you, you've gone from being just you and that, you, you know, the first album was really raw. The second one, you know, you'd obviously come a long way in terms of production, songwriting, that, you know, I really enjoyed working on that with you cause it was like your, your soul at that time, that moment in time captured. And then this one is, is I mean, I've just tweeted, it's, it's the perfect way to capture this moment in time, just to see that, you know, the natural development is to put the band together and then for them to, you know, to, to just to come out with stuff like that, which, you know, I was just saying, I, think, I, could, I don't even know what that chord is that he uses in the first couple of minutes. I couldn't, I couldn't write that, but it's amazingly fun for do. So, but is that quite difficult because you've gone from, you know, overarching puppet master and do everything the way you want to do it spend as much time on you know all the rest of it to giving some of that control away but then on the flip side you you know you are directing it and going hey just jam and i'm gonna do this so how does that you know how does it feel how does that work i must i would have thought that'd be weird and exciting but you tell me how it feels for you i like weird and exciting <laughs> well yeah why do you think i'm on this show <laughs> That's what we do, so brilliantly. I'm not going to tell you which one's weird and which one's exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. We, we, we shove a bell for all the, all the, all the zingers, eh? Ding. <laughs> I think Bates is the exciting <laughs> one. <laughs> so, uh, 
I, I don't know. I mean, everyone just has fun, and you know, life should be about having fun, especially if you're trying to go into music serious. You know, as, as a serious thing. Um, first of all, you got to be young, <laughs> uh, and the trouble with it when you're young, you've got egos, and uh, and and if it's going to try and if you're going to try and make it your career, then you're going to take it quite seriously, and I think that there's your difficulty already. Whereas you know we're we're never going to have a career out of it. I mean, you know, we're <laughs> Aiden's the baby in the band. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, so, so we come at it from a from a viewpoint of just having fun. If we weren't having fun, we wouldn't do it. So, from that respect, there's no pressure, and because nobody tells anybody else what to do, there are no there's no tension in the band. You know, you see all these rockumentaries, and it's always tension. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, and there's no tension. It's just it's just pure enjoyment and letting off steam. You know, and and I didn't know what to expect. Uh, I just wanted to try it and I don't know how we've managed to get a group like this so quickly because we've not been through that many members we went through a few drummers right uh and pretty much that was it you know we've we've now got we just have a laugh and it just happens I I can't explain it because I because there is no plan there's no formula it's it's just it's just jamming and and mucking about (laughs) it's the intro I mean like if you look at someone like C six Steve, who got a record contract in his sixties, or Elbow, who spent fifteen years working and working and working and working and working, and finally got the deal, and suddenly they're massive because everyone realised how good they are. There is there is a chance, you know, there is that opportunity. It's whether or not you want to go down there, or whether or not you think it restricts the the freedom that you have at the moment. Because the way the way I'm asking the question is about control, but the way you're answering it is about freedom, which is Again, weird and exciting. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I'm, I, I wouldn't say I was a. You know, I'm not a control freak. Uh, I like to have. I like to have. I mean, I get. It, I've got enough control because, firstly, um, I write the lyrics and and sing and do the singing and and do if I you know like I did with the album, I do the production as well. Yeah. So, I've got that control, but I don't. Control is not something I've even really thought about it's because it is just about having fun. Um, the thing I enjoy the most, and I think we all do, is performing live. And that's the most difficult thing. And, and, and we've talked about this at length. How the <laughs> hell do we get people to come and see bands live? Not only that, the venues are all closing down. So it's a bloody nightmare. And that's the thing that is, you know, the, the most fun. So... That's the only thing that I would, in terms of trying to become successful, if I knew we could fill a, fill a venue and have regular gigs, you know, maybe get a few hundred people regularly into a venue once a month, that would be all I would need. I wouldn't need anything more than that. I don't need, we don't, I don't think any of it, I mean, maybe the other guys would like the money if we got signed or something. Uh, <laughs> but I, I think it would probably ruin the fun. Um, Perform- we all we all get a real crack out of performing. You can see the smile on everybody's face when we're on the stage. It's yeah. like we, it's just great, and uh, I just wish we could do more of it. Really. So, I mean, on that similar note, though, I'm conscious of time as well. But on yeah. a similar note, so even the word juxta is synonymous with some people call you juxta, some people call the band juxta. I forgot your real name. It was only <laughs> 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 
Oh yeah, we're friends with both of Jonathan's. Yeah, yeah. So, but there, there is a, there's a thing there where you're, you're, you're a brand within yourself, and you're the back. So there is that element of you being the front of it, which I think is really. I know it's all about having fun, and, and I get that completely. Like you're talking to the right person, they can also play alive and have fun. But I'm just interested in that dynamic because I remember a conversation maybe a year or so ago, maybe it was a Rift Up event or. You know, wherever we were and I remember you saying yeah it's, it's interesting because I'm kind of at that point you were sort of still you had a lot of creative control you were still writing a lot of the stuff and they were sort of playing it and now it's merged at least with recording shows and I guess that's why you released it. it it's much more of a group thing but who is Juxta what is Juxta now well I think it you know I've always thought maybe we should have Juxta with like different letters and numbers <laughs> you know like like cubed and things like that so to for different then I thought no I mean it's like Hawkwind, isn't it? I mean, it just changes all the time. So, Juxta is it's it's something and nothing. It's and, and it's it's all of us and none of us, if you like. Now that sounds bloody awful. <laughs> that sounds really that sounds really conceited and disgusting. Like you said, please cut that. No, um, <laughs> uh, but what I'm trying to say is, it it can be whatever at any at any time. Um, it can be just me or it can be a band. Um, and we've all, we've discussed it before, um, whether we should change the name of the band, but it's, it's, we're not, we're not professionals. It's not, it's a lot of effort. And then you've got to try and build brand awareness again. Right. Um, so it, it can be whatever, you know, I mean, I, I'm not expecting suddenly it be released and then we have like arguments about who owns what. The good thing about the, the stuff that, I mean, I mentioned blockchain earlier, and blockchain is the technology behind um, Bitcoin. Yeah. And it's what basically happens is that you that when you send money to somebody, it puts a transaction out, and it has to be confirmed by like th- not thousands, but quite a lot of computers around the world to say the transactions actually happened. And if they don't all confirm it, it doesn't go through. You can do that with your music now. So, for example, I've released this album on. Uh, a site called Tune, and what I've done is I've allocated twenty five percent to each of the four band members. Yeah. So, as that starts to make revenue on that site, it automatically sends the money to everybody. Oh, cool. And in the future, if there's any arguments, you can just say it's on the blockchain. It shows you what the percentages are when we released it. You didn't argue about it. Mm-hmm. There you go, kind of thing. So, it's it's gonna it's gonna be great. Um, we're still a few years away from it getting any kind of mainstream adoption but there's going to be there's going to be a lot there are a lot of sites coming out where you can i mean it's a really good site coming out where you can put stems up so you could just put your guitar on there and you can say i want i want you to give me 10 percent of any revenue generated from any song that you use my stem on and it just happened automatically put it on the site set your percentage leave it alone I was talking about that earlier, and I couldn't remember who the band is. I couldn't remember. I don't think it was De La Soul, but there's someone in that era, early '90s, where um, it, the album has got so many samples on it, it's still not available on Spotify because <laughs> apparently a nightmare to unpick it to actually get it released in the first place. It's got thousands across twelve or fourteen tracks, thousands of samples, right? <clears throat> and um, and this album. Uh, when they first managed to, so I think they released it, and then someone went, "Well, that's my copyright," and mm-hmm. then it became unreleased and then some lawyers went through and did the whole thing right unpick this thing 
did it, but they put no future proofing in in terms of you know what if the technology released we release this stuff on changes, and so they cannot still haven't the lawyers haven't gone through enough of the stuff to give everyone their cut of all this stuff. But something like that is the perfect solution to that going forward, where you put it up and it's agreed up front, and then you go. Right. Um, that would be amazing, and you can imagine a lot of a lot of R and B and hip hop and rap artists. Uh, you use a lot of sampling, for example, which yeah. would do really well out of that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that you know, that's that is the whole point of blockchain. It kind of gets rid of the need for all that copyright stuff because it's all it's all st- stored at the beginning when you first release everything. So uh, exciting times. Right. Well, I sorry, but we're gonna have to wrap things up here, uh, uh, Juxta. Like we're pretty much out of time, but we want to thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been a lot of fun. I wish we had more time, so we're gonna have to do this again soon. Kind of, we'll do a part two of the interview. We'll call it. Yeah, sure. I'm five tracks into the next album now as well, so we can talk about that one next. Oh, time. awesome! Right on. Well, man, thank you so so much for coming back on again. We really appreciate it. That's been great. It's been fun. It's gone too quickly, but it's been fun. Thanks, guys. Mike? Thank you, man. Thank you very, very much. It's always a pleasure to talk to you. I I, I never know where these conversations are going to go, but it's always nice, you know, because we can sort of talk about anything. It's nice just, like, going in different directions. And it's honestly, I I, I mean, listening to it, like I say, properly for the first time earlier today, I really, really love this album. I think it's fantastic. So keep it up, man, and uh, and I'll speak to you very soon. Thank you very much. And and see you at Sussex Music Festival. See that. I hope I'll see you before that, but I'll definitely see you there. <laughs> right, oh, thank you. Good night and happy birthday. <laughs> thank you very much. Right. Anyway, right. Thank you so Cheers, much. Guys. See you in a bit. All right, so I'll get Mike back here. Just one moment here. And. Hey, buddy. Hey. So, uh, yeah, sorry uh cut you off there, man, but, yeah, we were just going a little bit too far over. No, you're okay. <laughs> so, I was looking at the time going, oh, my God, I want to ask him 10 more questions. Uh, yeah, but it's just, it's, I love JJ. He's so brilliant to talk to Oh, man, no, no, there's not, nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying, like, we were kind of getting close to time because we've got a lot to get through tonight, so. Um, oh, really? Yeah, That's what yeah, like, a lot of did you ask in the ninety seconds you got left? Oh, I'm gonna get this. Yeah, he, I, I just, I just think he's brilliant, and it's, it, it's true. You know, it's it's from the heart, passion. Like he says, it's just having fun, having a great time. I absolutely love that. I think oh, cool. and the, there's literally no argument here. I was just trying to get a word in edgewise. It's like uh, every time I go to talk, it's like, all right, well, I guess I'll sit back again. <laughs> Sorry, mate. <laughs> and, no, man. Honestly, it's nice. It's, it's it's nice for once. I mean, although you know, obviously, I love talking and can't shut up sometimes. It's nice. It's nice that someone else does it once in a while too, right? So it's all good. No, we had, we had a great time, and we're gonna have them back on just because we always talk so long. Maybe we'll do it like on a Friday or something. We can do it. Kind of just dedicate the show strictly to Juxta. That way, we can get through a lot of stuff without having about worrying about time constraints. Yeah, definitely. That would be cool, man. That would be cool. I just I had a flashback to your story about the dentist. <laughs> 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 uh, anyway, sorry. So, what's next? Okay, next up, we have... This is a brand new band that emailed us. A band called Death of the Maiden. The song's called The Walls Are Wider. Dig this. I dreamt to 
She have a cool tripped out voice or what? Uh, man, it's like all like Justin, Justin uh, airplane man, like like Grace Slick, uh, man, awesome. Like, I just really, really enjoy that one. I just love the flow of it. Like I said, the vocals were kill, were were awesome, they're killer. Uh, and just the, the we we've been lucky because man, tonight it's 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 been the night of, of bridges, like like in decent ones, like you know, like not to say that they haven't been bad before, but they're they're consistently just kind of kick ass bridges, just. The differences of the way the way they're going, and it just it, it's almost 
throwing it each time, you know, I'm almost expecting something and they get something, something completely different, which is awesome, you know, and that, that's what you kind of want. You kind of want the little, little bit of a, got a, uh, um, somewhat, uh, all over the place is the best way to put it. So, but yeah. awesome tune. Really enjoyed that one. No, I, I, I mean, mate, I'm so glad you said Jefferson Airplane because that's exactly what I had. <laughs> oh man, it was outstanding because it was kind of, it was a little bit gothy, it was kind of creepy and uh, um, reminded me a little bit of um, the Decemberists as well in terms right. of the, like, the, the lyrics and stuff. But yeah, absolutely brilliant tune, that right on my street. Again, a little bit like... Um, you know, bands like Dandelion Charm do that kind of dark folk thing really well as well. But yeah, I absolutely love that. That is a real cracker. Um, I can't remember where they, they sent it to. I don't know if they found us on Twitter or somewhere, but I've been doing a lot of Twittering this week. But uh, <laughs> yeah, they, they, I mean, that is fantastic. I'm just listening to that going, yes, I want more. So uh, yeah, I hope they send us everything they ever do. We'll play it every week. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that that worked for me, man. So next up, uh, yeah, right, eh? So next <laughs> up, man, we got brand new Static and Brown again, and uh, obviously one of the songs we would have got to last week, but we we're on break, but no big deal. So here we go with brand new Static and Brown called "The Loud Nothing." Dig this. <laughs> Yeah. 
Man, static in Verona, the loud nothing. Uh, man, how cool has the night been so far? We're not even like halfway through, I don't think. <laughs> so, but man, this, this tune, the, the influences sound like they're like from like just like literally just different time periods by like big spans. You know, I it almost kind of heard like a little bit of Beach Boys, like something off of Pet Sounds, a little bit of uh, David Bowie, you know, uh, um, uh, just just some. Of a newer, like, oh, well, like early '90s alternative. They're just such a huge kind of variety of mix in there. And man, what a cool tune that was! I just, I always love what Rob does with Stack of Rome. But man, this is by far probably one of the best songs he's cranked out. Like, I really, really enjoy this one from the tonalities. Uh, just and just the yeah, literally just the the, the the array of different sounds and different like influence in there was really, really cool. Very, very well done. You know, I 100% agree with every single thing you just said, mate. <laughs> just like, couldn't have put it better. Because he's got, like, there's like a 60s thing going on. There's a 70s thing going on. He's got his kind of 90s thing going on that he does so brilliantly. It's, got, it's all modern and up to date. And, and it's kind of you know, jangly mixed with crisp. And it's, you know, um, kind of sharp and trebly. You know, it's mixed with a really nice bass. It's really, really well put together, like. You know, talking about juxtapositions, if you like, from the, <laughs> just to think about. But it is that kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's got all ends of different things in that track, and it works brilliantly. And of course, he's got a top class vocal, and he manages to sound a bit like the Stone Roses on top of it, which is yeah. awesome. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely banging, mate. I love that. Nice. So, right on. So, next <laughs> up, we have uh, another new submission of band called Lights That Change, uh, featuring Michelle, uh, Michelle Dubois. The song's called Untold. Dig this.
right on Lights That Change featuring Michel Dubois. The song was called Untold. And you know what, man? I really like this one. Again, like very strong vocals. So we've had some good uh, female vocals tonight already. But very strong and just tripped out. But the, but the, the harmonizing, man, the, the, they have done so well tonight. It just sounds so good. I like, really, really enjoyed that part of it. Yeah, that was a brilliant. That was nice and tripped out, wasn't it? You listen to that going, oh man, what did I take earlier? Yeah. <laughs> Feeling that one. That was cool. That was very trippy. Brilliant vocals, lush harmonies, uh, very atmospheric, man. Just a big, big sound on stuff like that. I really like it. Um, but yeah, we oh, honestly, we just said we've got so many cool tracks on the show tonight. It's unbelievable. Oh yeah, and I tell you what, man. For for once, for once. Like part two, essentially, man wrote itself. It was amazing because <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I put all the songs in the Dropbox like you do for you, and I know and, and I get myself organized. And yeah. so I get the I get the list, and I'm looking at the songs. And uh, part one, obviously, I knew what I was starting with. It was just a matter of what I'm going to follow down line after Juxta. So I'm looking at this, and but the way I guess I I didn't put them in the Dropbox, it just kind of almost laid up perfectly the. Way I would organize it for part two, so I was like, boom, 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 like, like, man, like for once, this is, like, this is fucking easy, you know, like part part one, I switched a few things around, like I know a couple uh, uh, switched places sort of thing, but man, yeah, what I went to redo the list because I was draft one, the one, the first one I sent you was draft one, I went to do draft two, and like I said, I redid part one, I looked at part two, I was like, you know what, I I, look, I looked at it and I looked at, I looked at them and said, you know what, I really don't want to change it, I think we're good with the way it is, so like it just lined up very nicely. That never happens. Well, that makes up for all the times you have to change it. It's very yeah. unusual. Yeah, but I, like I said, I'm not complaining because, you know, it's... Uh... <laughs> I still remember that series of text messages across the week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, I've got it. It's this. It might change. It's changed. It's this. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. Well, and then it, it, it's all the way the submissions roll in and, and the, the idea I have in mind, right? Because every week is different, not not just submission-wise, but the way I had the list organized. It's all about flow, obviously, but it's not a generic kind of like kind of like a verse, course, verse sort of deal. I mean, it, I, I, I do put a lot of thought into it so I can get stuff to flow like very well and go from like heavy to like a, like a light folk tune, you know, sort of thing? Yeah, yeah, totally. So... Speaking of, well, this is not a folk tune, mind you, but <laughs> <laughs> next up we have, let's see, oh, the, actually, you know what, actually it is, actually, uh, that, was a, that was a perfect segue without me even realizing. So, awesome. uh, yeah, no, 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 uh, these, 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 this duo is great. So it's a band called Naz and Ella, and the song's oh, yeah, called, nice. uh, yeah, they're good, uh, so they're, actually, no, they kind of remind me of Cutthroat Francis a little bit. Oh yeah, nice. So, yeah, I get that totally. Yeah, so great band. So check this duo out. This is Naz and Ella. The song's called "Wake Up America." St. Louis, Missouri. Three brothers playing games. One looks through his father's drawers. Fatal mistake Parents started to the sound of a bang Brushed up someone son on the ground Another with a gun in his hand He thought it was a toy Wake up America Ban the gun 
How much longer can this go on? This senseless killing Bad the gun It's time to right this wrong A high school in a safe town Torn apart by a young man Angry with the world he shot 17 down The classroom's now quiet Mourning the innocent They'll saw it coming History repeats Wake up America Ban the gun How much longer can this go on? This senseless killing, bad the gun. It's time to right this wrong. Five hundred thousand young voices unite, marching and roaring in rage. Five hundred thousand young voices unite. Marching hope for a change. Five hundred thousand young voices unite. Marching and roaring in rage. Five hundred thousand young voices unite. Marching in hope for a change. Wake up America. How much longer can this go on? This senseless killing, but the gun. It's time to right this wrong. America and in brackets ban the gun and I was telling Mike off here you know just uh I, just one of those things that you know I, I was like you know what I really want to tag like Trump in this one it's just 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 because but I was like you know what I'm not gonna stoop that level but just before we move on um and I'll uh the song was really good I mean we love the sort of folk uh the folk music like that with strong message and very uh, vibrant and reminiscent of the 60s for sure because i mean obviously that's what was going on and the, the war protests or thing and and just that sort of uh, uh ideals uh it made it interesting because it's 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 kind of i mean not that we grew up in the 60s but hearing that sort of kind of protest now kind of gives you somewhat of a feel kind of kind of sort of how it was in the past 
And uh, just just before uh, I want to say, uh, give you two cents, Mike. Um, do you know who? Do you know the comedian Trevor Noah? Yeah, yeah of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. So he does a daily show for uh, in the U.S. Right, he took over for John Stewart. Yeah. And uh, Em and I, because uh, they've played this commercial a few times, and he's talking about how Trump talks with his with his hands. Right. So he, he's, he's he's like fake guns, bouncy ball, fake guns, pull the blinds, bring it home with the accordion. <laughs> <laughs> So That's amazing. Mike can see what he's doing, so I will find that clip for you guys and post it online. But it is so funny, and it was it was what made it even better is literally about a few nights after that, we we were we were out to dinner and uh, and uh, one of the family members was kind of talking with their hands, and I looked at M right away, and both of us were like like fake, fake guns, bouncy ball, <laughs> like right away, like both were like right on the same kind of thought, right? Outstanding. <laughs> so, so yeah, so there's uh, there there's the two cents about that. So Mike, go ahead, buddy. Oh man, I mean again, like I, you know, I'm one of these people. Everyone knows this. Who listens to the show anyway? But I want to, you know, I like proper heavy rock and roll music, and I like proper folk music, and then and there's loads of stuff in between that I, I love as well, and. and not even in between that sort of, but they're my two little sweet spots, and the stuff we've got tonight is filling all these. But that is just the most brilliant piece of political folk. It's just wonderful. It's, it, it's it, and like you know whether um uh, oh god what were they called death of the thingy that we, that we had on earlier that was the kind of post folk gothy stuff which I also love. This is just your pure folk. Hey, do you know what? I'm going to say fuck you, but I'm going to say it really melodically and musically, and I absolutely <laughs> love that. I adore that. Um, and uh, you know, I, 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 um, I kind of I, it's difficult to hear the lyrics, um, you know, properly. I'm, I'm obviously a guitarist anyway, so I tend to focus on the, the musical side. But for me, it really struck a chord because you know, my mother-in-law was in New Zealand recently. There was obviously a big uh, shooting in New Zealand. She was 800 miles away on the other side of the island, luckily at the time. Uh, but she did then, you know, part of her sort of tour was to go up there a few days later. Um, and it's amazing the reaction where they just, do you know what? We're changing out of gun doors because this is fucking stupid. Right. And, and and America doesn't. And you just think that's, that's insane. You know, they, they, I'm, I don't get it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, knocking anyone um, in particular or anything like that. But for me, I wasn't brought up in that sort of, you know, world where. Um, you know, where you go to school and you salute the flag and sing the national anthem and all that, and I get there's a lot of, you know, meaning behind that constitution, a lot of passion right. behind it, and the rest of it. But I, I do not get. There are things that have been changed, like slavery, for example. I don't get why guns aren't changing that because I just think, you know what? If you want to have a gun to protect your family, whatever, that's fine. But if you want to have a semi-automatic rifle, that's because you want to fuck up some shit, and that's that's wrong. No, no, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I personally, I wouldn't have anything. But if you're gonna, you've got to come to a compromise. Um, and you know, it's just fascinating to see But this song made me think of all that and bring out all that emotion. And I know I don't like to be too political on this right. on this show because it's not about that; it's about no. music. But but it's a political song, and that yep, gets me. Yeah, it's, it's passion, man. It's, it's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> no, see that far from it. Stop saying that word. Well, we can't stop singing if you don't, don't if you don't tell us what it is. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I've just alienated half of our American audience. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but fine. You know, I'm sorry. You don't have to. I'm not knocking. You don't have to agree or disagree. With me. It's just the views of Mike Five are not necessarily those of. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> quick, quick disclaimer. Do you know what's really interesting, actually? 
Um, so this is slightly off, off piece, but relevant as well. Is um, so our, uh, our audience for the podcast version that goes out kind of after the show, so sort of early hours of Sunday morning in the UK or right. late. Uh, kind of EST. Um, something like sixty-five percent of our listeners are from the USA on the podcast, and that really surprised me because I thought that most people that listen to the podcast would be in the UK, where it's on quite late and they probably don't stay up to the end to so do the catch-up. But actually, it's in the US, uh, all over the USA. Interestingly, so there's I don't know something in that. So what? we have uh, hello to our American friends. Sorry if I offended all of you there. No, oh no, no, <laughs> that that that's great, and we really appreciate it because uh, yeah. we've said many times before. We love all the submissions we get, and predominantly a good chunk of them are our are, are UK base, which is awesome, you know. And we do get North American ones, but we're trying to kind of get a get a, have like a a a, a milieu. You know, can I kind of almost have get close as possible to a half half? Yeah, definitely. Because we want to we want to play everybody's music, not just the one side. I mean, and just the submissions we get. So we're trying as much as possible. Um, yeah. get our name up further because I'm doing them on my own personal uh, Facebook page, which is Dr. Clyde Bones, to promote that sort of thing. Because all we're about is we want more and more people to hear this great music because you never know what you're going to find. And like essentially, it's like our slogan is discover your new favorite band. And yeah. uh, that was Mike's idea, and he's absolutely 100% right with that one. <laughs> oh, but yeah, I'm just looking at it now. So 65%, so this is like, I, I guess it updates it um, every week, but. Recently, sixty-five percent USA, ten percent France, six percent Canada, four percent UK on the on the podcast version, not on the live version. That's kind of a bit mad, isn't it? It's, just, it's like, you know, great. So we've got this whole. I didn't. I don't know anyone that lives in France. So that's the people that have reached completely randomly. But yeah, it's nice because like you said, we want to kind of um, spread this out. You know, America is really difficult to uh, to spread something like this out because it's so vast as a country, obviously. But that's what we want to want to be doing as well, and just get you know. Because then when we get those submissions from Europe and the UK, it's great to push them over and go, hey, listen to this over there. But also, how right. can we get them more submissions from the US and push them over here and just kind of be that conduit? Because, you know, you and I are how many thousand miles apart? Yeah, right, exactly. Eh? And yeah. uh, just another quick note here for any potential uh, uh, sponsors, we can give you analytics of when people are listening live, that sort of thing. So we have all stuff for you. So just keep that in mind for us, please. <coughs> <coughs> So, <laughs> pay us. Yeah. Can <laughs> 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 so, I quit my job? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, my girlfriend still has to work, so we got an issue here. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, 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 now that we've potentially offended anybody, if we did, we're sorry about that. It was uh, I primarily uh, steamrolled that one, but that was my fault. So we're going to get to a kick-ass song here. This is a band called The Kitty Wings with a song called Elephant in the Room. Dig this. What a first segue is that one, right?
Kitty Wings with Elf into the room, and man, that could not have been a better segue from what we were talking about right before we went to the song. So, great tune, man, and uh, kind of remind me a little bit of of uh, um, the White Stripes. Yeah, totally. So it has that that uh, kind of like raw, dirty, grungy, uh, like kind of small band sound, but just very powerful at the same time, and this really kind of just kind of gives it to you. So really dug that song. Yeah, definitely. Actually, there's a lot of, um, funnily enough, I was thinking a bit of the raconteurs, so there's definitely a Jack yeah. White thing going on <laughs> uh, within that. But yeah, absolutely. It's it, Like you say, it's like garage, grunge, raw, in your face, loud, punky. And I just, I love that attitude. I love that expressive music. That, you know, it's just, again, right on my street. This whole show is right on my street. We track on this and it's like, oh, brilliant. I'm going to enjoy this so much. Um, yeah, I might crack out the whiskey just to celebrate, to be honest. It's so good. <laughs> Maybe wait until part two. Uh, yeah, no, it's, oh, I love that tune. That's pretty amazing. All right, man. So next up, we're going to keep the, the, the good times rolling here with a band called Bittersweet Remedy, and the song's called See Through Lie. See Through the Lies.
right on bittersweet remedy with see through lies and man what a great tune that was and holy crap did she have a killer voice man that was amazing uh, she, she. Sound, first off, they sounded a little bit like the Gypsy Ghost with the horns and the and the percussion, but yep. the way the way she projected her voice, she really did well because it, it was almost seemed seemed like there was like tonalities of a little bit of jazz and blues and and there in her singing, as as well as like I'm trying to think what other mixtures, but she did such a good job and I really really enjoyed it for that reason alone, man. She had a killer voice and. That that song really blew me away. I was really happy to play this one. Yeah, that was. I mean, that was just an outstanding song. Was it? It was really, really good. I love the yeah, total, total gypsy ghost esque, gypsy ghosts esque. I can't say that, but um, that, yeah. that kind of um, you know gypsy jazz kind of thing. I uh, was totally in there. Uh, there's a there's an early Santana album I've got that I can never remember the name of, but it's got um, very very similar rhythm section and the sort of bongos and percussion. Absolutely. Brilliant! I love that. Um, Reminded me of that, and it's just pure soul. That's what's so good about that voice. Is it's pure soul from the heart. Absolutely fantastic. Every note means something. I love that. Um, quick shout out as well. So uh, I noticed that uh, I think that, I think it's Katie Kelly or Katia Kelly and the Interruption uh, are tuning in and retweeting some tweets and stuff. Um, they're a cool band as well. So I hope they send us some tracks in there already. Um, yeah, uh, but. I just adore that. Yeah, I, I have I had them set for next week because we had an overflow of submissions, so they they are set next week. I have it I have it on my week transfer board on my on my phone. So yeah, cool. I thought yeah, I thought they were um, yeah. they're in there. So yeah, cool. they they will be in line for next week for sure. I have already awesome. worked on next week's list as well, kind of sort of my head. So and I've already included them. I just the way I wanted to the float night. And just because we don't play the song right away doesn't mean we don't like it. Just a lot of it, well, not a lot of it, it all comes down to flow. And as people know, I'm very particular as to the way I organize the song list. So it's not that I want to play the song, but if it doesn't fit into my kind of brainstorm, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to put it down. But we'll, we'll, we will get to it. Well, we've got a week off, so we've got shitloads of submissions as well. Well, that too. <laughs> I, remember, I, I was telling you, I was like, holy crap. And she goes, that's great. I was like, oh, yeah, it's awesome. I was like, man, it's like, it's just like, Every time I try to get through like five or ten, like another five or ten pop ups, like or so, I'm trying to go through them all, eh? And I and I have, I mean, even with a week off, I still get through all of them. I got through most of them like this week and finished up. So next up, man, oh, just gonna keep on rolling. So next up is a band called uh, Failed Psychics, which I noticed uh, uh, from I think they play with you guys uh, with one and five, or they're connected to you guys somehow on Facebook. Either way, that's how I came, okay. that's how I came upon them. So. Here we go with a band called Failed Psychics and the song's called en- Enemies of Disclosure. Dig this. Who up the skate? You feel the pain? Somebody fight? My car? I hate a pain. Attack. I rose to crawl. I 
dans notre quotidien. C'est sur Taïwan. Right on. That was failed psychics with enemies of disclosure or of, of discourse. Sorry. Uh, what a great two man. And uh, we were talking about off air, and these guys are all over the place. And Mike had uh, made a comment that there's like kind of Mr. Bungle over it, and he's so right because like punk pop and just here there bounce 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 like you can't keep track, but still a badass tune nonetheless. Yeah, totally. Yeah, for, for me, it was a Winnebago deal, and Mr. Bungle was just like, "Oh yeah, this is that. This is absolutely brilliant." And just, yeah, just, and and also, um, oh my God, what's that band that did Detachable Penis? Oh, uh, um, oh, damn it! Oh, come on, gonna annoy the hell out of me now. Uh. Okay, uh, so uh, we're going to get to our next song then uh, on that note. <laughs> I, I don't know how we follow that one up, but that's all right. So uh, the next one up is a band called Snowy White and the White Flames. This one's called This Feeling. Dig this. Of a stranger 
Snowy White and the White Flames with this feeling. Very mellow, uh, very kind of jazz, almost jazz pop uh, is what I got out of it. But I still really enjoyed it because it's just nice to know we've been all over the place and I just kind of get almost some of a straight mellow tune, but really good and really dug this tune. Really dug this tune. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love the sort of um, Pink Floyd, David Gilmore guitar tone. Oh, in the yeah. Album. No kidding, right? Like Dark well, Side. Um, Say again? Said like something off a dark side. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah right like, on, nice. It's just that really bluesy, rich tone. It was absolutely gorgeous in some of those little things. Uh, yeah, brilliant tune. I love that. That you said. I, I, I think I just wrote on Twitter for something very similar, actually, like mellow and jazzy. Um, fantastic. And um, and for the record, you're absolutely right. It is King Missile, the detachable penis. But I'm absolutely certain I've got that miscapitaled under another band I think it might be the Melvins I've got that under oh possibly yeah but I don't think it is the Melvins I think I, I'm sure because I've just looked it up and the version I've heard is exactly the, the version I'm thinking of which is King Missile I think I'm just going to mislabeled in a, in a music library somewhere so there you go I've learned something today the Melvins didn't do that song King Missile did um, but yeah I, that back to the music that was brilliant I really really enjoyed that and oh. um, fantastic tune Another quick shout out, if I may, uh, or two things quickly. Uh, one is um, uh, so Juxta, when he, or JJ from Juxta, when he was on the show, mentioned uh, the Discord uh, kind right. of chat room and stuff. And I was just on there um, having a look around and stuff. And there's loads of people on there listening to the show, saying hello to you all. Some of them have gone to bed. I told them they can find it on Spotify and um, Apple Podcasts or iTunes Podcasts, whatever it's called now, and all the rest of it. Um, so uh, hello to all of you either now or in the future when you listen. Hello. Uh, the other thing I just wanted to shout out, or not really shout out, but just mention that you've posted a photo on on the uh, New Music Saturday Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash New Music Saturday, uh, and, uh, and I, I noticed that you're looking very cool with your, with your, with your big sunglasses on. Jux is looking very, very happy, and he's obviously, you've made him laugh. He's really good time. <laughs> I, look, I look like I'm having a poo. You've, you've posted a picture of me <laughs> looking like I'm having a poo. So, for, for the record, I'm not. I don't think I was, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Great well, screenshot. Oh well, that that was not not exactly the intention there. I mean, it's like a screenshot. So you were just like you didn't even see me in that photo, did you? You're looking at you going, "Yeah, I look good. I'll post that." 
Hey everyone, come see how good I look. Come see how good I, I look. look. Yeah, exactly. Oh, well, fucking. My, my God, I'm gorgeous. You know. So, so, so moving on back to the music. I mean, although I got rugged good looks, but you know, so. Oh, <laughs> Man crush, mate. All the way. Yeah, yeah, right. So let's get back to some kick-ass music here. The next band up is a call. Uh, it's kind of. Kind of funny, the band's called uh, Woman You Stole. That song's called Frustration. Dig this.
Right on. Woman you stole with frustration. Another strong female vocalist and very tripped out. And and it was a mix uh, to me, to what my ears picked up. Uh, I was mixed. It sounded to me like a mix of, uh, like I told Mike, off air was Veruca Salt slash The Breeders. And uh, the band with like like having vocals like something like Kim Deal from the Breeders like and that sort of thing man great yep. really enjoyed it I mean obviously you got your own sound but no you could tell the influences were were in there and it just it just yeah I really enjoyed it it was kind of like a, a, almost alternative pop but it was it was very well done yeah totally I mean you 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 you've got your thing going on while we're in sync it's like uh you know we're we're we're, we're, we're in sync even though we're thousands of miles away because I was about to say something along the lines of um well I was going to use the word alternative <laughs> but yeah it's kind of that alternative it's a little bit post-punky it's um it reminds me a bit of Blondie actually do you know what I mean okay it's yeah got- I can definitely yeah, see that. Early, you know, when Blondie were kind of punky, mm-hmm. um, it's a bit like, I don't know, that's the sort of thing I love. I, like, I love the Fleetwood Mac stuff when it was like Peter Green doing rock and roll riffs. It's that kind of like, it, it, I know they went on to be big bands that are a bit popular and they're still good actually, both of them, but that early Blondie punk stuff had a bit of that. And and the Ravenettes, reminds me a bit of the Ravenettes in there as well. Nice, man. They were a cool band. Actually, oh, yeah. I think right they were. <laughs> <laughs> so man we have two songs left for part one then we'll get to part two and uh the first well the first one up you know the second to last one up here is a band called 26th avenue the song is called uh, brothering dig this <laughs>
26th Avenue. And, man, we've been very lucky now with some great female vocalists. Another good one there, and that was a song called Bothering. And, again, just, just a different, uh, again, it, it almost it, it kind of had that jazz, blues, almost R&B mix to it, you know, but it was a great tune, very well orchestrated. Like, I mean, it flowed really well. Again, a killer bridge. And I just love the vocals, man. Uh, what the the talent we've had tonight has been unbelievable. Yeah, totally agree with that. I mean, that's got such a fantastic driving beat. It's a really, really good tune. It's just got. I mean, again, the vocals in that are fantastic because they're so understated. And that's what's really interesting about that. So a lot of the time we talk about fantastic vocalists, and that's because they're really up in the mix. And obviously, they've got fantastic vocals otherwise we wouldn't say (laughs) but (laughs) these guys it's like really understated fantastic vocals because it's just there but it's pitch it's a little bit of lulu in the tone as well but pitch perfect vocal absolutely brilliant really really love that tune uh really cool driving indie tune it was a bit like early stroke stuff for the female yeah good point absolutely so the last song here for part one is a guy named brian Starr, and the song's called the heart is a loaded gun Dig this. i 
Right on, man. How cool was that song? That was Brian Starr with uh, The Heart is Loaded Gun. And, man, that had, like, grunge, but kind of blues that kind of meshed together. And such a cool tune. Very catchy. Love the vocals. And, man, did, did, did I just really does feel like I just... No, it couldn't help but tap along, but it was it was like literally like a, a grunge blues mix, which is just like it was it was fantastic. It's so well done. I could really really enjoy that tune. Oh man, I enjoyed that as well. That's one that gets you bumping around the kitchen, having a lovely time. And yeah, I'm feeling good tonight. I'm having a good time. Come on Saturday, let's have it. Um, yeah, really cool tune, man. I really really enjoyed that. And that is unbelievably the end of part one, even though it feels like we've only been here about ten minutes. I know, here. eh? <laughs> so we will be back for part two in about five ten minutes and we're going to do a quick logo drawing or minute logo drawing we're going to be doing the logo for adam collectors so and we'll we be uh putting up on our facebook fan page uh which is uh no dr bones and mike five music saturday so you can check that out that'll be, that'll be live as well so we'll have a hope or well, another 15 kick-ass tunes for you as well and man, it's going to keep the good times rolling. So again, a big, big, huge thank you to Duckstuff for coming on the show, talking about his new album and having a very happy birthday. And we'll be back in about five, ten minutes. Awesome. So we'll talk to you soon. Bones out and Mike Five, you can shut the hell up. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's all I had, guys. And of course, I'm not serious, but we'll be back in about five, ten minutes. <laughs> Okay, so all investment companies aim to make you money. But whether they do or don't, you still have to pay their fees. At Orbis Investments, you only pay a fee when your fund's doing better than its benchmark. And in times when it isn't, fees are actually refunded. This means Orbis has to add real value over the long term. Or they don't get paid. If you like the sound of that, ask your financial advisor or visit orbis.com. Orbis. Invest differently. As with all investing, your capital is at risk. Past performance is not a reliable indicator of future results. Orbis Investments UK Limited is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Whilst you're getting your teeth into this podcast, why not get your teeth into this? The new vegan sub or vegan salad from Subway. Smothered in a delicious new vegan garlic aioli sauce. Tasty whether you're a vegan, meat lover, vegetarian, pescatarian, flexitarian or aquarian. Check it out now at Subway.com. The new vegan range from Subway. Vegan your way. Prices and participation may vary. See in store for details.